Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Still a talk show like commercial breaks, get on a roll, and yeah, you feel like a dancing monkey. That is kind of the downfalls of terrestrial radio and uh, talk shows where you can't like really go into it, like, like right, like you say, like you get on a roll, it's like great, we're having fun now, and, yeah. then and we'll be right back after these messages, and then you just yeah, you're stop. dealing with a TV audience pumped up, your friends, the host, mm -hmm. uh, you're you've been pumped up by the segment producer, so you're trying to get to stuff. And yeah. then everyone, you, you, the pressure starts to build. You're gonna kill, man. You're gonna destroy. <laughs> and then people think it's an actual conversation. Yeah. And it's a performance. Yes, it is. This is a conversation. Yes. Yeah. So hence all the the lack of views, old wise one. <laughs> Let's check the metrics. Hard to get traction. No, but you know, it's just, no one sees anything anymore, so I don't really care as much about the in, any individual thing. I lie to all my friends. But, I have friends like you, yeah. and you guys do TV and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I, I must have lied to you by now. Oh, I saw your thing. That's great. <laughs> I did see it, but probably the first two minutes, yeah. like a book. Yeah, and then the last minute. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all you need to see. Though. Yeah, one I lie all yeah. the time. People start, should start giving out their highlight reels for life. That way, it's like. But I guess Facebook kind of does that, right? Yeah, Facebook will kind of do like a year in review. Yeah, and they kind of go like, "Hey, here's all this. Here's all the stuff you did, and uh, you you did this post about when you did the longest poop you've ever had in your life, and that got more likes than anything you've ever done in your career. So uh, let's celebrate that again." You're like, "Fuck." Yeah. And then you're on an airplane with someone sitting next to you that goes, "How do you, how do you come up with that those, those characters?" You know, it's like uh, we're going to be circling for another. You know. Oh god. Uh, good first world problems for all the people who want to be in show business. How, how often are you accosted on airplanes? Or do you um, try to... Lately, I, my wife started to come with me. Mm -hmm. So okay. I've been accosted Strength more. Strength in numbers. Oh, oh, she gets just frisky at altitude. No, no there's no accosting. Oh, uh, she, she orders the blanket and you know you're in well, trouble. Well, I, I am just an alcoholic on an airplane. And I've said this before. I don't mm -hmm. like flying. That's right. I've tried medication. Doesn't mm -hmm. work. Yeah. So... Well, you know, Heineken. Well, I, yeah, in in your defense, you know, heroin was a strong choice to open with to try to like sedate yourself on an airplane. On an airplane, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, this is fun. Maybe well, try Nyquil. Next we have time. a nine a.m. flight, mm -hmm. and we're on the, the pointy part of the airplane. You know. Yeah. And uh, would you like a beverage? <laughs> yeah. So right I say, away, I say to the my right wife, away beverage. But then yeah. I I try to think like I don't really care what they think. This is the therapy working. So I would like a Heineken. They're like, oh, okay. But then I t I've told my wife ahead of time to order a Heineken, and she wants coffee because yeah. she has no fear. Yeah. So she orders a Heineken. I chug them both, put both cans on her tray, and go, what? <laughs> so she's, there's, there's been tabloid, Dana Carvey's wife. Oh, oh, it, oh sure. But I only eat a few, uh, maybe yeah. three or four, and then I just drink water and fight the rest well, of the I'm, way. I'm like an hour flight? Well, no, no, yeah. no, six hour flight. Yeah, okay. Well, we That's had fine. two, we came out of Hawaii, this is before the volcano blew, yeah. and it was two storms, are intersecting, and remember, uh, <laughs> and so it was three hours of bump and grind, oh, and God. all the pressure of get the food out. No, don't try to get the food out, because then, <laughs> 
and trays and yeah. spaghetti yeah. sauce. We don't need that. Yeah, it, it's fine. Have it, it, sa- safety goes ahead of airline food. Yeah, just and slightly. It, well, and it's just someone with a baby who's in the aisle, and it's really rocking and rolling, and they're yeah. holding it and checking for stuff overhead. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't be that person. And what I do is because I used to atmospheric stuff, so I'm always opening because no one looks out the window. It's mm-hmm. all dark. Yeah. So yeah. I open it and look to see if we're outside the storm, and then I close it. Then I open it. Then I close it. And it goes on for hours. And a woman after we landed go, you scared me. You were just open. What were you looking at? <laughs> I said, I, I have a fear of flying. Yeah. I had four Heinekens in me. I hadn't used the bathroom in six hours. I was looking for atmospheric changes so I would know, regardless, irregardless of the seatbelt yeah. signs, whether yeah. I could use the restroom. Wouldn't it be interesting if this really trends? <laughs> like this, <laughs> this you too. <laughs> it's the you too movement, not me too, but it's yeah. for all of us. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah. I, it, <laughs> and that and that's really what the the internet has done for whatever weird thing that has happened to you or you think has only happened to you. Mm-hmm. If you put it out, out out on social media, someone's like, "Oh my god." You too. You too. You too. You too. Hashtag you too. I just want to get so famous like Katy Perry to where you can have 45 million followers on Twitter and you can literally one morning tweet, what's up? And 45,000 people will retweet that. Yeah. You know? Or she'll just put, hey, or like, had a sandwich today. Oh, it's fantastic. Thinking about changing my hair color. 90,000 retweets. Well, it's great. At the point I am on the planet and where I am and what I've done with these shenanigans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, hey, man, I'm doing a little video or I'm taking And I rarely do it. A lot of people respond. Hey, look, that's like 8,000 views. And then I'll check Katy Perry and it's like 120 million. (laughs) Well, why am I I really doing it? Well, is it a Twilight Zone way? Am I actually doing anything? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just need more cleavage there, Dana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me process that. I root for all the young people. I just look at the work ethic and yeah. and the drive. I'm like, I don't judge it. Uh, to me, it's like, oh, but go. You know, it's yeah. an algorithm and a drumbeat. And you know, I grew up with Zeppelin and, and Neil Young, so it's hard for me as a grumpy old man to relate to the music. Mm-hmm. But I love the effort. I love that yeah. you said on on your Conan appearance when you you were doing. Geez, talk- somebody stayed up till eight. <laughs> oh yeah. Because it's uh, on TBS at eight. Uh, <laughs> well, I do the promos for it, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's. Why but also, I, I love Coney's the best. He is and, great. Uh, yeah. And you're, you guys are always so fun together. But you were doing, you were mentioning how uh, Obama sang. Uh, like little rocket man yeah right <laughs> yeah. and like how much cooler he was in the songs he's saying and what would what oh, trump right like he sang right. al green or something or well it's again well, it's always the juxtaposition i i do have a new bit where the next president will be the most boring human being that's ever been invented <laughs> sure like literally hi my name's brian <laughs> i won't say or do anything very abrupt i will consider every moment you know but yeah. with, with obama that and the cool part of obama was you can see it on youtube people Singing and singing well. He did Al Green. Yeah, I'm yeah. so low. And then he did once, uh, we're going to come together as a country. And then all the pausing, like, amazing. <laughs> right. And the church goes crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, in my own way, I thought, what would Trump sing? And it makes me laugh. <laughs> I just came upon me, and I know it's stupid, but the cooker and the creeper, the kind of cooker creeper, the cooker and the creeper, the Adams family, it. One of the catchiest <laughs> things. Some it. guy yeah. got paid a lot of money. Still getting 1965. Right. Yeah. You got anything that's catchy? We need an Adams Family theme. Does it have snaps? Yeah. But let me ask you guys a pop culture question. Fire sure. away. Because I said it one night to the audience as a joke. Like, yeah. 
no one knows the lyrics after they're kooky and they're creepy. The entire audience knew it. What? They're kooky and, and they're, they're creepy. creepy. Mysteriously j- in spooky, spooky, spooky. They're even kind of how many things spooky. rhyme with creepy? Like it's only got to be like they four words. Moderately <laughs> cheaply, they're a bunch of juice. No, what, uh, <laughs> I can say that. Uh, Can't I say yeah. it? Yeah. I did it the other night, and I said to the audience because I was doing Nixon. You know, the racist Nixon. I mean, he was president. We've yeah. had crazy presidents. Sure, him with Twitter. I don't like Jews. <laughs> Hashtag Yamaka. <laughs> so the audience on the west side goes dead silent. Yeah. So I had. To go wait a minute i'm doing an impression yeah. right. of an anti-semitic person i'm, I'm not, not an anti-semitic well person. now well now yeah and then and then the ultimate of that is the uh <laughs> jeff dunham territory where you go i'm not racist the puppet is yeah oh i know <laughs> did any puppeteer ventriloquist ever reverse it where where I'm th- racist, they're the, puppet they're the racist asshole, <laughs> and the puppet's a straight man. I don't know why no one ever did that. That's hey, crazy. look at those tits. Don't say that. <laughs> That's mean, but I really like those yeah, tits. Yeah. Come on, don't say that. What, this could be our last They've game. never done that? Yeah. Where no. they're the asshole That's and the brilliant. puppets? Oh. I've never seen that. Uh, and, and I think it's literally the worry where it's like, no, no, I'll make the puppet racist because then I'm not. Exactly. And, and they just assume that that's how... That's how people are going to view it. Sexist, racist. It's yeah. always look at those tits. <laughs> you know what I love though in that uh, in that hey, clip. Hey, don't do that. In yeah. that clip though, then uh, me too. You said people didn't really respond, and then you said, uh, "Whoa, nineteen much to the uh, to the audience like addressing oh, their millennialness." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, Conan just had a very sweet, genuine laugh at that, and I laughed at that because it well, was it was a very like obvious like yeah like the crowd collectively sometimes as it does in a show doesn't understand the I get the biggest hiccup the the thing that makes me the happiest (laughs) now is the audience being quiet like if a guy is stone faced and I'm doing Jimmy Carter and having a nervous breakdown with peanut butter in his head I got peanut butter half peanut butter pants (laughs) and the idea that he has to listen to it and look at me is the funniest and (laughs) young people will laugh but they don't know who I'm doing a lot of the time but I love it when they're just laughing anyway because look at this old guy doing that funny those are funny voices (laughs) I don't know what this guy is this like a Bill Cosby (laughs) by the way did you see the interview with the juror from from the Cosby jury He, he he said that he voted guilty and they and they said like oh do you oh did Cosby's reputation have anything to play with that he goes I don't know who Bill Cosby is oh wow he's 22 years old and he do, like he's like I don't know he's a celebrity wow. I don't know what he's done and Amen. you just have to take a pause and go well shit what has he done in the last you yeah. know he's on the road you know yeah. he used to compete with me I did I played uh, Washington State in Spokane and the guy goes, Cosby is here for the last, you know, parents weekend yeah. in a big field oh, yeah. house. Oh, that's how you competed with Cosby. Jesus he Christ. Did. I, I, I just got very scared. When I, like, I used to compete with Cosby. I'm like, oh, God, this is not going to go well. <laughs> he, he was. I had a Pez dispenser full of Quaaludes. He had a super soaker. I couldn't compete. But he was competitive with me, and that made that me Regis. laugh so hard. Yeah. Oh, that was Regis. That was Regis. I'm out of control. But what <laughs> makes me in- interested in Cosby is two things. One is if Michael Jackson. Let's just say you like children. Mm-hmm. You create an amusement park. Yeah. Right. And then to draw them in. Sure. So if you like to do Cosby's activity, 
Because he did not talk like that in the 60s. No. So it evolved into kind of a happy guy. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Take a little. I, I would have taken a pill from a guy. To, Here's a little thing. Take it down. Man. Yeah, it sounds but, harmless. Yeah. And we're going to get the pill. <laughs> then we're going to touch the dead end. And you're like, whoa, what, what? was that, what what? that last thing? What was that last thing? Not that kind of pill. Okay, that's good. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm still following. Yeah. Well, no, if he does get off and gets out, he's like 102, he'll still be doing it. Because yeah. I put the pill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an exaggerated Cosby. <laughs> yeah. Slightly. Yeah, it, but it, it, it's just... But, but not really. It, it, it's insane to me to think that there really was good. someone on that jury that goes, ah, who's that guy? Like, it's yeah. just, it, that, that's just madness. It's just like what you were commenting yeah. on. Like, there's so much shit. There's not enough... T- like, you can't there consume... Is, nothing exists. Nothing exists. Everything. Yeah, it's just there's too much of everything. Jesus, Hitler, maybe Trump. In a thousand years... You could say to people on the street, who was Jesus? Who was Hitler? Who was Trump? Wow, Trump has like (laughs) crossed over into that uh, echelon, huh? (laughs) Just don't. uh, Jesus, Hitler, me. Mary, fuck, kill. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing to do, which I'll do tonight now, is my new show, again, where a lot of the people just stare at me. Yeah. So it's Trump getting the Nobel Prize, which I broke first, and now they're mentioning he might get it because yeah. of North Korea. Yeah, yeah. And he would be like, "I, I love the Nobels. I love the Nobelians. <laughs> I love, I love prizes. I love prizes. I like, I love cracker jacks, caramel corn glaze, like you'd never believe, nuts and caramel corn with prizes." <laughs> I still get the happy meal just for the prize. But then get into the minutia. To me, it's like keep going is yeah. the fun part. And then a sailor we- and a dog on the box. A little boy with a sailor hat. Isn't that what's on the crack? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders has to come out and be like, he never said that he was going to He like Cracker Jacks better than Bazooka Joe Bubblegum. Does he like them equally? <laughs> that that's just gotta be uh, like I almost feel sorry for the woman where she just has I to don't. wake up every day and nah, she loves it. Look that's at a report and go fuck. I don't but think man, she does. I think she's I think like she's hell really yeah. good compared Sean Spicer. I gotta say she's handle handles it. It is crazy how composed she remains, but also yeah. she I don't yeah. think she's smiled. She looks like the type of person to put on perfume before she takes a shit. Like she just like <laughs> like something about her doesn't mean. neither that do I. should be on a t shirt. <laughs> it doesn't like something about her just seems like uh, unorthodox and unordinary. But she's like, look, this is how I do my. This is yeah. how I get up. Yeah, you know, I'm putting on pants, but I'm gonna. I don't know. The Iran deal happened today as yeah. we're broadcasting. Or so we're now we're out of that, which I'm not smart enough the to know what that is. The most horrible deal. Yeah. The most horrible. He's just deconstructing every single thing Obama did. Sure. And even Obama responded today in a long Facebook post. Oh, did he? No, he shouldn't do that. That's dangerous. That was a good plan. What did the things were The most horrible, terrifically awful, craziest thing. This is the craziest deal since this woman, Diane from Iowa, didn't take the deal on Deal or No Deal. (laughs) Deal or No Deal. I mean, it's like... A little Howie. He literally would come... I mean, it's like there's nothing... You're you're right. There's nothing that he won't undo. Yeah, I saw a great tweet today uh, where someone said that if... Like, if Obama wants Trump to do certain things, he should literally, like, right now just do the opposite. So if Obama wants gun control... Obama should start touting yes. the NRA. Yes, like just be Trump like, it, go the yeah, like it's all oh, it, it's the uh, greatest thing ever. Uh, guns for everybody. Uh, <laughs> well, everybody's just... got a pretty good. Well, all Trump, of, a no, pretty keep, good no, Obama. Keep in mind, Dana, all of ours are always yours. Yeah, they're just impressions of you. Yeah. No, but but I always tell anyone, accuracy is overrated. It's yeah. just a rhythm, and everyone should do Obama, and everyone should do Trump. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're just except my Glenn Close is my Glenn Close. You've never done that, so. <laughs> 
You want to hear it? <laughs> I will not be ignored. No, is that what Fuck it was? Yeah, oh, was that it? No, I don't know. Oh. I don't have a Glenn Close. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You don't? But that was good. I, I'm, I was going to make something up and be like, oh, pickles on my burger again. You know, like she's never said Oh, that. one of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the trick to doing impressions is always to say the name of who you're doing. Like, hi, I'm, I'm Glenn Close. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> who can argue with that? That was it. I'm Glenn no one, Close. Yes. Yeah. No one's going to be like, hey, I, I, I know Glenn. That's not. I told you, I'm Glenn Close. <laughs> they got it by it at least halfway. Excuse me, how much for that horse? I'm Glenn Close. I'm Glenn Close. <laughs> and just have her get specific about. Is there uh, yeah. an impression recently you that you've been fucking around with in your shows that you're. Uh, mm, or, or has there ever been one that, that happens that you just do like. I mean, all of them happen. I'm just, just lazy. Them, I mean, if look, if I was assigned an impression, right. like I always. I go, oh, I got to get John Malkovich. But I would have to tape him mm-hmm. and study him. But I know there's something there. I think Woody Harrelson is in so many movies now. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely something there. This is just he's homework in the new so- He's in the new solo movie coming out. He's in every he's other been. movie. It's in his global contract. <laughs> but there's voices there to do. You know, yeah. the only one I did in the last year was Jeff Bridges because I'd seen Hell or High Water. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I just thought, well, it always sounds like it just had a little bit more to eat. <laughs> I just had a double foot long subway, double cheese, double mean. You know, I mean, I just love yeah. a guy who's just acting always like he's just ate too much <laughs> and his belt is way too tight. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be good in a little bit. I just said, I stopped the old yogurt shop on the way over here and I laid down that bottom self serve coffee ice cream, put on the uh, Reese's Pieces, little Kit Kat bars. And, uh, it doesn't you know, sound healthy, Jeff. Chocolate sprinkles and then I put in the gummy bears and I put down another layer. See, again, it's, yeah. everything I do is the same thing. I want to take it to madness because that's what I did in high school. Yeah, My friends sure. were stoned in the car now are you you weren't stoned with him initially yeah. no later yeah. oh my god <laughs> no i smoked pot for one year of my life that's it yeah what, what made we, you stop how do we get that year back uh yeah. didn't like neil young's next album <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i don't you know that's when all the millennials tuned out neil who <laughs> one night i know neil who lincoln what yeah. you know? <laughs> who the hell's uh, roosevelt Good. I, did nothing did Abe Lincoln guest star on uh, Did Abe Hannah Lincoln on, anything? On Hannah funny. Montana? <laughs> yes. Did you have an Abe Lincoln joke? Because I have one. I probably did it on one of these podcasts. What is it? Well, yeah, what's your Abe Well, because you have to have an Abe Lincoln joke. Do you have to? I go, he's, if there was a YouTube, a grainy YouTube video <laughs> of Abraham Lincoln masturbating, would he still have a memorial and would it be that large? Because it'd be a YouTuber, that's him. Oh, that's Lincoln. Look at the hat. Yeah. He's going at it. That's he, furiously masturbating. Oh. Just curious. Yeah. That's my Lincoln chunk. <laughs> it's solid. Brad. Uh, God. Do off I, the cu- Lincoln. Lincoln off the cuff. Uh, <laughs> Lincoln. That's it. Oh, that's the joke. Yeah. No. Uh, it's like tough crowd, but it's all Lincoln material. Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln off the cuff is that it really wasn't Lincoln. That's why he wore the stovepipe hat. It was actually a dwarf up there, Ratatouille style, just controlling him. <laughs> Ratatouille style. But a dwarf wouldn't get elected, so they needed this big, tall guy from Illinois. So that's what happened. Yes. So I like that. that so that's my Lincoln chunk. What would you want your... What would you... <laughs> So that's my Lincoln Chunk. Coming up on the new season of That's My Lincoln Chunk, we've got Dana Carvey, Brad Williams, and Adam Ray. What What would you want your statue, if you could have one erected of you, uh, to be? Mm. If they put one outside your house or a com- – let's say there's a comedy museum like the way there is for basketball and football and baseball. I don't know. I just think uh, when I go see the stars, it's going to be uh, Church Lady and Garth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that would be pretty much it. 
I Maybe think, George Senior. I don't know. I think uh, I, when I go to the stars, because yeah. remember we all came from stars and we're right. going to return to stars. That's Whoa. just science, not yep. religion. Yep, sure. you know that, right? Yep. Okay. That's uh, and and I think Garth he is would smoking be... pot. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's just science. It's carbon. It is science. Yeah, yeah, I believe in that too. Yeah, uh, I think Garth would be the best uh, White House press secretary ever. Oh my God! Well, they got a Bill yeah, and Ted a... movie announced today. Yeah, Bill and Ted. Could her brother get a sequel? <laughs> I'll do it for ten million net up front, <laughs> and I'll show up with bells on. They can tighten my neck Literally if they bells. want. Chris, yeah. thanks, Carvey. Get Garth out there again. Get that big payday, huh? Forty-two hundred theaters. Now oh, the demo's trending. I. Uh, it, it's funny you bring up. It's funny you bring up Dennis Miller because he oh, was yeah. back in the news recently. Uh, oh yeah. After the White House correspondence dinner. Yeah. He had he had a tweet about uh, about about Michelle Wolf. Right, but then it was the meta joke of like I'm gonna right. try to find out who he was and get back to you, but yeah, but Twitter, that's not how the Twitter didn't get the joke. Yes, because I yeah. I listened to his podcast to hear what his take yeah. was on it, and yeah, it turns out he was making a joke that just Twitter didn't get. Give which me a, had to be frustrating. That's for him. Dennis with his gigantic, you know, kind of Luxor <laughs> Luther brain or whatever. What? Give me a Dennis Miller situation or occupation. You got one? Anything. Don't even I, think. I okay. Wait, just... Okay. Uh, Occupation. De oh. Dennis Miller as the clerk at 7-Eleven. It's a clerk? What do you mean clerk? The the, the guy... Cash register. Yeah, cash register. Ca okay. Cash All right. Clerk, like I'm fucking in the 1940s. Christ's sake. Well, who'd you, who'd you expect? Habib over here? <laughs> okay. Get the hot dog and the big gulp over here. Check your cholesterol, Kiki. Okay? Hey, in the back, we got the mirrors. Okay? I see you got a Kit Kat down your pants. All right. Okay. I need more riffraff in here. I'm, I'm I'm getting 850 large. I need more people with weaponry and drug addiction coming in my skull at 2 a.m. Okay. I just it's Dennis, a, it's wait, a, Dennis Miller's directing a softcore porn for for so cinematic. You guys are so specific. A clerk softcore porn for what? Uh, for for Cinemax. Yeah. <laughs> Has to be Cinemax, not so HBO, specific. and we will know the difference. Yeah. Okay, okay, Captain Large Groin. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it. In, let's keep the missile in the pocket. Okay, we're not going tight on that thing. All right, let's get uh, declothed besides the uh, little barriers in the crotch area. Let's get frontal. Put the sheet down on the top of the crack, okay? Coming on in. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Mr. A, it's a thing I do for my brain. Sure. Mr. Mr. Miller, would you like the woman to start um, standing up or lying down? <laughs> Soccer porn director. Let's still. put yeah, soft porn. Okay, we don't have a budget that big. Okay, Kiki, <laughs> put him on the bed. Put the sheets over. Let's get a wide get out of here. Okay, I got a date with a cappuccino. All right, Christ sakes, standing up, sitting down. What do we got? Twenty nine setups. Our budget's bigger than that guy's cock. Okay. <laughs> No, it's Dennis. I'm just yeah, filtering yeah. Dennis. Now, I have to know if they, like, because obviously. You have to know that. I, I have to know. No, leave uh, until we find would, out. Would you, ha would you do the White House Correspondence Dinner? If, Chuck if Todd on his podcast, I guess, yeah. was floating me out. I don't know if I'd want to follow the incendiary person. Because then look at softy milk toast. <laughs> look at this guy with no point of view with his fluffed up craggy neck out there with stuff that means nothing and doesn't offend anybody. Unless I had Dennis write my stuff. You know, I, would, okay. I wouldn't want to go in his softy follow-up unless right. I, that was my hashtag. 
<laughs> are you? Uh, but I don't mind doing it. I uh, my you would crush. All my stuff oh my is God. passive aggressive, and a lot of people don't even know what I'm saying. When so, I did the Me Too thing, and I mm-hmm. talked about the strength yeah, of Catherine yeah. Hepburn, no one understood what I was trying to say. <laughs> is beat the shit out of these stupid men. Beat the <laughs> shit out of them because they're coming. <laughs> they're not giving up. And by the way, men are obsolete. Women are going to dominate the next six, you know, which I yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that on the show, but they no, are yeah. in two generations. Oh, I've I've got uh, I mean, I I have a lesbian friend and her and her wife are having a child with like in, like and they barely needed sperm. Like they they had right. like we're, we're really <laughs> yeah. not useful. <laughs> no, I don't think I think that bioevolutionary wise women are very multitasking brains. Educationally mm-hmm. now that the organizational skills it was in the bio you know was women and they're graduating college postgraduate 3 to 2, 3 to 1. Yeah. So now that muscles don't matter because I was on the tarmac in Albuquerque and this woman named Tammy came out in this Air Force jumpsuit and jumped into an F-16. So she weighed 102 pounds and she mm-hmm. could rain death and terror on a million men. By the way, I thought when ISIS was at a peak, we should have put women in bikinis in the F-16s, raining down. <laughs> and, and leaflets saying that's what raining down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mama, come take it, women. Ah! Or the gay guy and a woman raining yeah. down. <laughs> come on, Bridget. <laughs> Reload! <laughs> that's a pretty good mic. Yeah, so I'm getting a, off on the effects. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, women will dominate. Men's testosterone will be eventually reduced, will be amorphous kind of embryonic creatures in the sand. And women will impregnate themselves. They'll grow to six foot eight. They'll be she beast and they'll dominate the planet. And, and down then the- we will finally watch the WNBA. <laughs> I don't mind it because they pass. My Warriors yeah. could be a WNBA team. Well, because well, it's, yeah. just, cause it's just well, passing, in yeah. passing in threes. Passing in threes. Passing in threes. Yeah. Good our, Lord. Our, our, um, Where do we go from here, fellas? <laughs> Wait, I want to get back to your Too one. Too bad we have nothing to say. I want to get back to your one year of pot real quick. Yeah. And what, what, uh, what was Dana Carvey like when, when he would get a little high? Um, Sillier? Goofier? Well, you know less, what? I, less uh, locked in? Would it, would it chill you out? Because your brain, I feel like, is moving so quick. We laugh a lot as humans yeah. between 18 and 25 before mm-hmm. life starts. Yeah. So even when I'm like hiking in Griffith Park, I'll see a group of young people like early mid 20s. They're just laughing. <laughs> you know, and then I'll see people 40 and up just kind of, oh, well, it's over soon. What, what are they laughing like? about? Yeah. yeah. And so you just laugh a lot anyway. But uh, yeah, I hatched a lot of bits from that. I liked ice cream. I liked uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, music mostly, I would say. And Neil Young had... Uh, comes the time out during that year and which we became possessed by me and my friends was there was there a movie or a bit or something that you remember like or a day like i i can remember a stony day where i laughed so hard that i mean like i just i don't remember everything that was discussed but i remember a couple moments of the day because it was so right memorable i don't know i'm wondering i mean it's more like hallucinogenics which I did twice, you know, yeah. mushrooms. Those yeah. are what I remember. Me too, yeah. That was more stuff that still lasts. Yes. Now, yeah. in terms of... That's a better high, because at least I got more um, introspective. Well, my friends I and also I, talked to some bugs, we, and you don't get to do that when you're stoned. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we did the mushrooms, and then we went in and saw the Spruce Goose, which is this Howard Hughes, the world's largest airplane. I remember airplane. that, yeah. Well, and we walked be, around yeah, the turn Long Beach. and saw this giant plane, and just we fell down laughing at the idea that a human being made a plane that big. 
we were just completely gone yeah. for oh hours about the size of the plane and laughing really hard about the uh my plane's bigger my plane's bigger <laughs> but the ratio stuff the pamphlet was all about what could fit so because the queen mary's there and it's like to show you how big it is you know uh it'd be like uh 1200 bumblebees could get in that <laughs> i love that 3800 uh polar bears would fit in that yeah, stack and you're like i don't know the size of a polar bear you have a right. fucking plane in front of me but i can just look and see it's, it's huge. a big stack yeah. who cares yeah, yeah. 2,900 Shetland ponies could fit into the back. We don't give a fuck what can fit into what, bitch. 75,000 Polish butt plugs will fit right on the inside. Well, that's it. And then, in, you know, the Queen Mary could fit inside the Spruce Goose. You know, it became sexual. Would you ever do uh, 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 characters while you were... Uh, uh Riding the high? Yeah, I did. And, a, and they come from, from that? I did. We went to the L.A. County Art Museum on Mushrooms. And I saw a Rembrandt self-portrait of a Dutch aristocrat. Yeah. And I thought, man, he painted him as such a dick. He clearly hated who he was painting because it was this elite, elite thing. And then I yeah. started hatching the voice of, of the, the aristocrat um, torturing the artisan who's doing his portrait. And it was like, sketch me if you can. I dance away. So he'd actually move away. If you don't sketch me, I'll shoot you. And this went on for hours. Sketch me if I, and I did it on Saturday Night Live and it was yeah. Conan's favorite sketch. Oh, I did it God. the first season. Sketch me if you can. I dance away. And Phil Hartman was the artist trying to sketch me and I'm dancing and Lovitz was just the guy going, dance, dance, dance. You know, it was madness. Oh my God. That was the only one. But mostly in the end of the day, most of the stuff comes out just from being tired and silly. And Would you write stuff down or help? How did yeah. you? Uh, Never yeah. really wrote much down. Always wrote on stage, yeah. playing small clubs though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I realized my favorite club is like eighty seats, sixty to eighty, because I can feel the whole room. Yeah. You yeah. know. So still. Oh, right now. Yeah. Yeah, and also you know because when you think about it, you know the special I did was in fifteen hundred, yeah. and it mm -hmm. was really it was a fine club, but for me, not good. Too big. Too. Too, too big. The Wilbur, that was too big. For what I was doing, because I was hatching it in clubs, so I'm doing, you know, uh, Exhausted Hitler, where, you know, my buttocks are so saw, and I'm really just doing this tiny thing, yeah. yeah. and then the shots were very tight, and you're emoting and trying to push it, even though right. you can't feel the energy. I've seen it with other friends of mine, by the way. If you have a certain style where you're kind of a plaintiff, like yelling, yeah. Yeah. in a good way, brilliant comics do that, like, oh, you know, then that's okay. But if you're doing any kind of slightly sketch S conversation subtle stuff. Subtle things, and especially if you're doing impressions where uh, you're doing a lot of facial expressions, yeah, it's, it's going to be and tough. And just, the just attitude. Back. If yeah. you're not mugging, you're just trying to inhabit the attitude. Anyway, this I, is good for the comedy I, fans. It is. I, well, I want to ask, too, mm -hmm. because I'm going to do my special in the fall, uh, finally. Depends on the style. I mean, you guys have a high-energy style. But so size of the room, I, I want to know about, too. Like, I know you Brad... 2,000. What's that? Two in yeah. your last one? And that seems about, like, I, you know, I I am uh, partial to clubs, too. But, mm -hmm. like, obviously, theaters are dope. And for your first one, I think it does need to look, it's like, big. Look grand. Like, I just saw a buddy of mine yeah. who did when it looked like it was almost shot in a fucking high school theater. And I know what he was going for. And I was like, it just did not play to me. I was like, if I had no idea who he was, I'd be like, oh, well. Clearly, it's not a big deal. Like you do want no, that I grandiose feeling, that. right? Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I, I, you know, I, I'm thinking like you know, six, seven, eight hundred maybe is like a good. That's solid, right? Yeah, and, and, and it, but it it just has to feel. And trust me, because when I did my first one, uh, that Santa Barbara theater that I did was yeah. not filled. No, so they had to use a couple camera tricks 
to make it look like yeah. it was filled, and they did, thank God. But what about the second one? Oh, oh the second one, I made a boatload of money, and it was filled to the brim. Come on. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, it depends on your style. I've had fun sets in big rooms. Big rooms play different. It depends. Yeah. You know, they, they can play pretty intimate. So. Now, are, are you... Because your kids, when they open for you, they're doing these larger rooms. Are you... Yeah. Are you giving them these tips? Uh, absolutely. I just say if you're like uh, loudly making a point, mm-hmm. um, like a, an attorney in a courtroom with a lot of exasperation and energy, then that's what's required. Even if it's the setup, mm-hmm. you know, you just you just take on that persona. I mean, you could I, you did it in your last special. Yeah. Like, what are these people <laughs> coming up to me? Yeah. You know, and it's an on, it's coming from an honest place, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, but if you're doing something small, that's where it gets a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you have been here since the la- when you did my show at the Comedy Store and just talking about intimate rooms. Right. But you, first of all, it's just so, and, and I don't, I don't know how much you think about it, but pe- people comment on it like before and after when you're there. But like when you're back there and you got your notes and you're going through it and you're kind of uh, almost seeming like you're not like prepared at all for what's about to happen, and then you go out and literally are just. There always looks like there's a somewhat of a game plan going on, uh, but but you keep it so loose, and then you just crush so hard, and then. Thank you. But then, but you're, but back there, you're just like, nah. And even when I bring you up, you're like, ah, this is, like, this isn't going to go. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, well, the death of comedy is, I'm going to crush him tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Okay. So that's part of it. It's almost trying to, you don't want to, well, I, out, you know, like, just where I'm at now is kind of full circle because I was mm-hmm. playing small clubs in before SNL. Yeah. And I had a structure. I mean, I wasn't, and then I like surprising myself and, and I like things coming out a little different as opposed to, brilliant comics yeah. who are structural and word for word, which is fine. But I like kind of surprising myself and giving a sense that anything could happen in right. the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I don't always achieve that, but that's my my goal. And I know that I have a lot of weapons, you know, because mm-hmm. I can go to these different yeah. voices or attitudes. And If you um, get too far off, if you feel yourself getting maybe taking too, going down Risk Avenue too hard maybe, if... Well, if you can, you know, my nickname used to be Sensitive Man. If you can read the room and mm. sense in the moment and then comment, you know, it's every com- comedian has that uh, somewhere, Friday Night Late Show, where it's like, yeah. you're doing your act. I'm yeah. sure you guys have had it. Okay, I've got my act. Yeah. But right now, I'm just so tired, couldn't give a fuck. That right, I'm just going to take this path, oh, yeah. whether it's crowd work or I'm yeah. going to extend this and tag this bit I've done a lot of times. And then my brain just wakes up. Even if I'm doing Trump again tonight, because uh, mm-hmm. we're going to the club, yeah. I'll try to make something different about it to make myself yes. laugh. And I do find it really funny when the, some people are not really laughing. Yeah, it really makes me laugh. Well, it's brilliant because in one of those <laughs> comedy <laughs> store shows, you had, and I don't know if you can uh, re uh, just explain what happened <clears throat> with that guy who had flown in from Spain. I think right. Yes, mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like this in my eleven years of comedy. This is fucking bonkers. This was uh, bizarre for me too. Wow. So I'm up there doing all my uh, da Yeah. And then there's a guy up front. By the way, getting applause breaks like every set. Like it was crazy. Like you always crush, but this was like it was a very you, good energy, night. Yeah. It was a very good night, yeah. and it's nice because the audience is not totally my demographic, so right. it's kind of fun. Yeah, you know, like as if Bob mm. Newhart came into a club and crushed when I was thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. so, like, Fucking Newhart, yeah. <laughs> you can't. They don't even understand yeah. that King Kong is on the building. I mean, fuck, crush. But I lo- who yeah. I love. Um, but that night, yeah, had a lot of energy, and then I sometimes I'll pass out my notes. 
to the audience again no. to wake myself up. Yeah, because it's uh, and then you have them pick a bit. Yeah, I have structured yeah. little one-liners, and so if they say Scarface at Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, then it puts me in a surprising mode. So it gets yeah. me in the space I want to be in. So somehow the guy mentioned Garth, right, or yeah. Wayne's World. Yeah. And oh, that's what you want. So I started doing it to him, mm-hmm. this guy in the audience, like what, you know what, and then. He mentioned he was from Spain, and I talked about that, whatever his name was. And you go to Spain, and you, you know, you're trying to do a separation <laughs> movement in Catalonia. I did some yeah, riff, yeah. and then I was moving on to another bit, and I looked over. He's in the front row, and I saw that he was really uh, sincerely Affected. sobbing. Yeah. Like just sobbing like that. And his girlfriend, whatever, had his arm around him. And I said, well, what? What the hell? And he goes, well, he's from Spain. and. Wayne's World's his favorite thing, and he was visiting here, and he's just overcome. So I brought him up on stage, yeah. uh, which always fun. It's in the moment. We took a selfie. We yeah. talked about it. Crowd went nuts. And that's you know the great thing about stand up. You you, you got to have your go tos because some nights it just ain't happening. <laughs> but it is it is loose theater. It can be jazz like in the moment. Yeah, those you can, nights you can definitely improvise, and it doesn't have to go the way you wrote it out yeah you guys have those nights because yeah. you do enough sets where like yeah man i was just really connected to it friday night late yeah. show when you can tell that they've been drinking they don't want to be talked at they don't want to be performed for with no material they want they want you to be kind of loose and that's when you kind of have to open up and be like okay well let's kind of play the way you want me to how, I, I like that how you know. aware are you that you have global fans like that and was that like experience just like because again it's it's somebody at your level you're you know that, like when you walk, like you could, people are gonna freak out at, at most uh, instances. But like to get a real moment that has substance to it, like that, where there's like this backstory and finding out that it's his favorite and he's all this way, the odds of him actually seeing you and 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 and, just, and having a, a chat with you were not even in the realm of possibility. For right, it, was, I, it had never happened to me before. I can kind of understand. I mean, I have friends who have movies that are w- w- bigger than anything I've ever done. But yeah. Wayne's World did Glenn travel. Close. Yeah. Glenn Close, yes. Uh, what's your impression of Glenn Close? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Glenn Close. <laughs> Perfect. Ooh. I've never been to Spain. <laughs> great movie, by the way. It's like she's in the room. <laughs> yes, what's, what's she's a great, great movie. Well, what was the one with Michael Douglas? Um, um, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Fatal Attraction. Fatal. Oh, is that Charlie? Is that, is that Michael Douglas? <laughs> Winning. No, I, yeah, I was trying to do a, uh, a Douglas, yeah. Fanny Latrell. I'm Michael Douglas. I'm Michael Douglas. Me and Catherine Zeta. It's a, he's got a little Nixon. No, not Nixon. Um, Reagan, right? Well, is there a little Reagan and Douglas? <laughs> well, I don't think. By so. the way, that's the first time I've ever said, "Is there a little Reagan and Douglas?" Well, I mean, he had he had a lot of sex, but not that much. <laughs> I could only do his dead. That's the only guy. But nobody knows who he is. Jack Douglas talk like this. There was a guy for the younger listeners who talked like this. And he was a movie star. And that's the way he talked. <laughs> and I did his last movie. Or his last big movie, him and Kirk, uh, Burt Lancaster. You what did. was that? You don't know that story? No. I can't remember what flawed you class I'm on. Uh, we, it we was were... called uh, uh, Tough Guys, 1980. It, it was filmed in 85, right before I got SNL. Oh, my God. And no I kidding. played the parole officer with Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster who played these guys who were in prison for 40 years and then came out of prison. And I walked up to Kirk Douglas. Look them up, kids. I walked up to Kirk Douglas first day. At at, at one point, the biggest star 
on the planet. Burt Lancaster Kirk Douglas. It's like maybe Clooney and Brad Pitt or, or even, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the young Chris. Hey, you're in the top five of the credits. Yeah, yeah I was the third lead, kind of. Yeah. I mean, Eli Her Wallach was in there. Alexis Smith, Charles Durning, and Dana yeah, Carvey. Charles Durning. But I hadn't done anything, and I was terrified, and they... Uh, Kirk Douglas, I go, I'm Dana Harvey. I play Richie. He goes, well, you're perfect. You're exactly what we need for Richie. <laughs> then I went over to Burt Lancaster. I go, I, I play Richie. How many motion pictures have you done? I go, this is my first. And he goes, I've done 72. You're doing, you've done zero. That's 72 more than you. <laughs> How are you going to be a movie star? You got no chin. That's one thing he told me. Yeah. <laughs> You have can't you be a movie star without a chin. Have you seen Jay Leno? He'll be a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll pack the cineplexes. In fact, I will. I'm in this movie, too. <laughs> that, yeah, it's in my movie, too. Yeah. Has yeah. Jay Leno ever been in a movie, by the way? Yes, he has. What movie? Uh, oh, my God. I just saw a poster for it today. That's so weird that you say that. It, he, he was in a cop movie. He was in a cop movie. But oh, he famously said, well, yeah, why do movies? Tell a joke, find out if it's funny a year later. Yeah. You know, Jay always had these oh, really? kind of show business gems about just the pragmatic he wasn't he was in a movie this is going to sound like a mad libs but this is absolutely true he was in a movie called collision course where he played a cop yeah and he was pretty with good. with mr miyagi pat marita holy shit <laughs> yeah pat marita played played the other cop if this podcast was a podcast where we watched movies that came up in conversation during <laughs> yeah. the podcast, that's what we would watch. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right now, I we, think you know. I think it's obvious. Uh, you know, she's the killer. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah. He, I think he was actually pretty good, but he just he had that thing like you know stand up. Like when I did Jerry's show, Jerry mm -hmm. Seinfeld, the comedians in cars. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. uh, if Jay, if Jay and I have a stand up day, we're happy. I mean, they just love the form. Yeah. In a very profound, singular way, he's got the biggest sitcom in history, mm -hmm. the Tonight, Tonight Show, show for twenty yeah. years. But they're kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna stand up. You know, yeah. I mean, they're, it's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. they're so pure about this you know it, it, it's cool that no matter what they do it's still going to be about stand-up oh it, god it, yeah it, it, it it's not going to be the thing where they would do movies and then when the no. money runs out then they then they feel like ah, crap i have right. to do stand-up now which you see so many times and it, it's i mean i get why guys do it they gotta you know pay the mortgage but it's almost depressing when you're like we know you don't want to be here you, yeah, you, you have to be. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's why I shaved a couple dollars. People say, "Why do you save so much money?" I go, "So I can do whatever I want." Yeah. Well, what do you mean? You could have a watch, the twelve fifty thousand dollar watch on your wrist, or be healthy and and, and <laughs> yeah. be with your family. Well. I'll take the watch. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was talking to Conan about this. I said, "Look, stand up in it at its core." is transporting yourself someplace else. Yeah. So when I was a little kid thinking maybe I could be funny on TV, I never thought the core of it would be getting my body to another location. Because mm. I would do a one-nighter in Orlando from San Francisco, a corporate date, go to the airport, flights delayed two hours, lightning storm. So it's basically a 15-hour trip to get to Orlando. Yeah. Pass out for the night, get up, Jesus. psych up with the notes, do the 45 minutes, shake some hands, go back to your room, wait, and then the flight's delayed. Another 15 hours getting back. So it's like a 40-hour experience. I'm on stage for 45 minutes. So people go, what do you do for a living? 
I transport myself places. Yeah. And this other thing happens I barely remember. Right. But of course, you know, they earned it, but Jay and, you know, they're in the, yeah, yeah, come on, friend. <laughs> hey, it's time to take off. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, Jay Leno is so unafraid of flying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Chief and Salami are both. Yeah. That going into Tahoe, so a friend of mine, I think Neelan was flying with him, and there was smoke, and where we might have to circle, there was a forest fire in the little Tahoe oh, airport, yeah. and Jay's like, I can't, I can't go in, you know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I told Jay once, and again, he has these little pearls of wisdom. I sure. said, I have a fear of flying. He goes, what do you want to do, live forever? You know, he has these Jesus. really, but no. He's like Gandhi. No, you know, I've talked to people. He's on just the roughest chindi. flight ever. <laughs> chindi. Hey, hey, fellas, come on. Let's, but he's, he says he's totally relaxed mm -hmm. in the same space. Like if you did a brain scan of him, yeah. no matter if he's on stage, in an electrical storm, sleeping, it's just completely zen. How's he achieving that? Oh, that's just genetic, or it's just uh, All the del self delusion. I don't yeah. know how he yeah. does. A lot of denim. I'm in war. I'm at war inside my head all Me the time. Yeah. Conflicted. Yeah. But you, uh, you're quite the outdoorsman. Your hike with Kevin was great. I'm, cu I'm curious. Was that? I was like there today. Oh, really? Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hiking. Is that your yeah. spot? Well, it's the best place I've found to really hike because yeah. I like to hike really, really hard. Oh, really? Oh, you, yeah. How do you hike my hard? My track and feel. Okay, well, well, you get you, yeah. you you have a hill. Okay. And you, you hike with intense purpose, like okay. 14, 15 minutes a mile, and you don't stop. And you're just, your pulse goes up and up and up. And so then, so you're not hiking to be like outdoors and witness the beauty of Mother Nature. I'll, you're I'll, like, I'm on a mission. I'm on, most of them on a mission. I'll okay. do that like in Northern California out in the Redwoods and stuff. But I was a high school track, you know, mile or two So you're mile. just really, just like everything you got. Well, I've to I, I'd pass everybody, yeah. And I, I just like to get all this angst out of me by going up that mountain. And you're like, I'll do anything to get to the top of that mountain. As fast as I can. It's almost like Brad's climbing up on a couch. Like, yeah. It's the same. It's a, it's a lot. I have a mission. I have something to do. <laughs> I, I will tell you, though, uh, on that thread, nothing is more fun for me than to walk walk on an airplane and have the whole plane just stare at me with my... Yeah. Uh, with my uh, you told me this the other day. Carry on bag and and Do all you know this, the David? whole the whole no, plane's just like, how is he going to get that bag up there? Oh, interesting. How is that yeah. going to happen? And, 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 then, and everyone's just sitting down. And then I I throw down two armrests, jump up, so I'm standing on the armrest, and in one motion, just grab my bag and just <laughs> huck it in the overhead storage bin. And then it's the easiest standing ovation I ever get. <laughs> they literally applaud. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't That's you? happened many times where I just turn around and the entire plane is like, oh my god. By the way, I love that I you would. said they literally applaud because what if it was boom, seen it, <laughs> <laughs> seen it, done it. <laughs> Yeah, wow. yeah. You're like, wow. I, last time we were on Southwest, the guy just rapped. This was a lot better. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It, 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 yeah so you're incredible. Yeah, so yeah, you hike with purpose. I uh, I uh, board yeah. with purpose. Yes. Did you walk a lot when you were in Europe? You because uh, oh yeah, yeah, since yeah. You went to I think every, yeah, I went to uh, uh, no London, yeah. Paris, south of France. Was it was this a pleasure Beagle, vacation or were you doing some work over there? No, no. I I finally just said at this point I'm not I'm not going to transport myself for work. That so was like I was your just, first vacation in years, I think. Jean Lazandibé, Gilletto. I mean, it's very relaxing. The sound of Gilletto le père. It really is. Gilletto le père. It's kind of like we're a socialist place. We don't have a navy. We kiss and fuck and go to the beach. Gilletto. We give cigarettes to babies. Gilletto le père. We've got yeah. rats who cook cartoons. 
I love how animated you guys got in this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's it's music. Yeah. That I finished one of my energy. stand-up shows the other night. I just started saying that and then just did it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> predominantly white audience. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody retires at 52. <laughs> but the trains don't run. The planes don't fly. But we drink our wine. Make our love. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, uh, so I was enamored with that culture. And now, I like the British. Now, culture. were you walking around France doing that and trying to fit in? <laughs> no, I always have the thing. And I'm just like walking around. I love not being recognized. It's yeah. fantastic. And I, I basically didn't i have the hat on and you know mm-hmm. but i like london too and i i, I sometimes my favorite ports of the of the world i try sometimes to see if i could order a pint as yeah. a londoner without i did that all the time when i studied abroad there and they picked up on it and they were like um can you stop doing that it's uh, it has to be very subtle yeah you know but i was around it enough we'd go ahead yeah well lately i've been doing mccartney lennon now talking about trump's election <laughs> who did they vote for president paul well they voted for big orange man you know well, they made an orange man. Well, he's the, he's the big orange man. You know, the big orange hair, and he's got little white things around his eyes, you know. And, you know, if you look at his hair, it's like a big cotton candy goldy thing. You know, around three o'clock in the afternoon, little green sparkles and purple sparkles come out of his head, you know. What do they do that for? You know, so then I just do that. And I go, let's get back to the show. You know? <laughs> How long could you go for that if you really, if the crowd was with it, how oh, long would you let yourself? 10, 10 minutes, Jesus probably. Because yeah. if, if I keep going to another topic of them talking yeah. about things, you know. I mean, it, it's just kind of fascinating about them taking in anything that's going on in current society. Oh, it's just it's just <laughs> something about that lilting thing. And again, a 20-year-old, if they're dying laughing, you know, oh, you know, how did he get elected? Well, he got nicknames for everybody. You know, he just knocked them down, you know, like a shooting gallery, you know. You're stupid, you're fat, you're dumb, you're Pocahontas, whatever. Well, what would he call me? He'd probably call you Jesus Johnny or something. You know? <laughs> well, that's pretty funny, you know, because we're more popular than Jesus. <laughs> So I just like the it, rhythm in my head, but yeah. I like any rhythm I'm into is my favorite rhythm. Is it always know? John and Paul? You'd never let like Ringo slide in? Like I've never had, tried what to What about Melonia? What does she up to? What does she think about? Peace and love. Yeah. Peace and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peace and love. 300 million net. He was a contract player in the beginning, you know? Yeah. You get 20 quid a week. Keep it simple, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, and now he's what? in the band. Now he's got three hundred million. Yeah, good so, lord. He was. He had no. Con- he had no leverage at that point. I'll keep a two step up. You know. Well, we're John Lennon. Paul he's got the coolest Beatle name too. Oh I yeah. Think. Yeah. Oh, oh, right? without a doubt. I mean, Star with two R's. Well, I. Well, because you know, if, if if it's one R, then it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I quote this a lot in terms of trying to figure out why you guys are friends or who you're like me with my wife. Yeah. It's the cocaine, and it's basically, <laughs> it's this it sort of yeah. indescribable intrinsic sensibility. Yeah. And when they Pete Best was kind of the best looking guy in the band. I don't know about his drumming, but when they fired him, John Lennon's quote was, "You know what was the reason?" And John said, "He wasn't a Beatle." You know, Whoa. and when you saw yeah. all four of them, it was this cheeky Liverpudlian Irish sense of humor, you know, and that's what, you know, it's been a holiday's night and all their little, little colloquialisms. And I guess it was just that, that what's what, why Ringo got in there. 
plus the best backbeat in the business. <laughs> you know, he rode the kicker. You know, he's hitting the kicker, you know, and he's staying on the hi-hat through well, the break. He, There's he no to. splashes. There's no splashes. He's just riding it. Ringo sometimes would just stand up because he's like, you know, he, well, he wasn't that tall, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> and he would stand up at the kit and play it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, are you playing a lot of uh, guitar? I play guitar and keyboards yes, right. every day. Which is yeah. your go if you're if the, if the day presents itself for uh, inc the creative juices are flowing, uh, what's going to come out first? Which instrument? Uh, no. no, what part of your body? And then yeah, and when? Well, first so I would hike really really hard, <laughs> almost pass out. <laughs> then I would maybe try a different tuning on the guitar, put a capo <clears> on it, <throat> and try some chords. It's just meditative. Yeah. And then on the piano, which I play like a little kid. It's fun. That's really still a new toy for me. You know, still even though even though like it's been in the HBO special, it's been like a party rack sometimes. Like, do you ever get sort of nostalgic and you want to bring it back in? Well, I was doing the improv uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. and that was the piano was there. I assume it's the original one in the original yeah. position on stage where I hatched Chop and Broccoli. Wow. I started in Northern California, but I didn't have the hook Chop and Broccoli till that room. No and, shit, but. And Mark Hamill was in the audience that night. It was pretty fun to meet him. He's very Jeez. funny. Very cool. But I uh, almost went over there, but Wayne Fetterman opened, who's from my generation. Oh, yeah. And no, he's a big Wayne. piano. He's been here. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. really great piano guy. Incredible. So, so I said, how can I go up there and do this two-finger? Two <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So I didn't get to it that night, but I, I will next time. That how, how often are those memories flashing back when you uh, get into a room like that, like the original improv? I mean, because that's, that's where you're spending most of your time when you first got here, yeah? Yeah, and I just think about how much I bombed and how terrified I was oh, really? and how intimidated I was by everybody, and everybody seemed smarter and faster. And So that never goes away. Because those, those memories will flood my mind every now and then when I walk into a certain <clears throat> club. Like, uh, I'll just... Like even going to the main room where I do my once a month show, like that's the first time I ever performed at the comedy store was there on a bringer show. And Chris Rock actually went up after me and I went on Facebook that night telling everybody I opened for Chris Rock. I told that story a million times. But, oh no, I've never heard it. Yeah, that's fantastic. But, but it was yeah. but because you know, it was a year and a half in and I was just so you know, just new, but also yeah. but so I'll have flashbacks of, of that night and other nights in certain rooms just based on like a feeling where I'll take a tur certain turn and I'm just like Oh man, remember that night when I tried when I did this and it bombed and I went home and I didn't but but you know or you know the good with the bad obviously but I'd say it's just uh as far as being experiential yeah trying to become a stand-up comedian on planet Earth is a very visceral experiential thing and so you're going to have sense memory about it it's not normal it's heady stuff it's the humiliation and the ecstasy maybe I can really do this those first early sets were like I think I might be able to do this because it wasn't a given. Yeah, you know, yeah. my first set I killed, and then I bombed two hundred times. Very typical, <laughs> and quit a lot. You know, really. So I don't ever forget that. Except I tell the audience now, I am a millionaire, multimillionaire. If I levitate the room or play to dead silence, it'll have no impact on my life or anything about me in any wow. way. And my wife, I said, should I say that? My wife goes, Yeah, you got to say that. Yeah, definitely. They love it when you say it. Because it's putting it in context. I yeah. I'm out the other side. If it's, it's this elliptical thing and I was on a spaceship, I was flying to the center of the universe, and now I'm kind of in the outer nether region. You guys are kind of in the center near the sun, mm -hmm. and you yeah. still are earning your... I try as hard. I'm actually more creatively inspired without that fear around me. Because yeah, all that sure. does is tighten you up. Yeah, you know? and, it, and it just makes you second-guess things that otherwise you wouldn't. Now you're at the point now where you're like, oh, I'll, I mean, hell, you're doing... Uh, crayon drawings on Instagram. 
<laughs> yes, watercolor crayons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do those just for my fun, for fun on the side. Those are very just a little expression. So you're going the route of uh, Jim Carrey and uh, oh, well, he's George really, W. Bush. He's really doing it though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would like to blow them up. And you should like that, like that. We'll That'd buy be one. Fun. I like doing anything creative. Yeah, but as far as the stand up. Um, I'm just trying to make it interesting for myself, and uh, I do. You re do you listen to your sets afterwards? You know, I was taping when I, for, before the special. Right now, I just don't even want to think too much about it. I'm not. You want I, each I'll, night and set to be its own. I'll thing. make little notes like, "Oh, I can build on that," you know, mm -hmm. and it won't always work. But I think that um, you know, it's just fun to be out the other side and not be as uh, beholden to the whole structure of it. And I do think when I watch these the greats of our generation, Chappelle yeah. and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. it's so much a confidence game. Because if you if it you see the presence of the confidence and the eyes and all that stuff and and you know I always say ninety nine percent confident is great but the last one percent is bigger than the previous ninety nine percent wow I don't know if you've had little moments where like okay I got this oh yeah and yeah. then a couple bad sets or something gets canceled or some career thing or something fucks you up and then you just yeah, drop down a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah but then you you come up a little bit and it's such a confidence game yeah right? uh, at its core because it's just you just feel it when the comedian is not needy and just owns it and it's so it, it's so strange to yeah. me that in order to get more confidence we have we go and we pursue the thing that everyone is afraid of doing like so many people are afraid yeah. of doing like oh i've got to get more confidence so to get more confidence i'm gonna go stand up in front of strangers and yell at them yes <laughs> it seems uh like magic to people who don't have the three thousand sets under their belt like how in the hell are you doing that yeah and i get it and when i've taken long breaks um and get like man I, this is this is really weird it, it's always strange like, that like that stand first up set, yeah, yeah that, after a six months that off first yeah. set back is yeah. always like you're kind of getting your sea legs about you again well because they're all facing and looking and expecting you know mm -hmm. but i don't know it'll be interesting uh, what happens tonight oh it's gonna be great <laughs> well that's that's like hanging out with buddies right with Neilan and yeah you could do 10 15 and he comes up it's not uh yeah, it is. It is what it is. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, is there um, uh, is there something about uh, stand up that that Dex and Tom, your sons, have ever? Because um, they're now what three, four years in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, is it getting yeah. to a point to where you feel like you can, you know? Because I think we've all been around like younger comics, and we've been them ourselves, where you've said things maybe ahead of your time, where where like mm -hmm. I remember a buddy of mine. A couple of years ago, he was maybe not even a year in, and he was just like, he was telling me, instead of phrasing it like, you know what I'm finding or, or what's neat to discover, but he was just like, stand-up's this. And I was like, he was saying a very blanket statement, like, mm. you know, what you got to do is you can't like, you can't worry about the crowd. And I'm like, dude, there's like <laughs> maybe nine shows. You know what I'm saying? But so have they gotten to a point to where you can uh, entertain a conversation about, like if they even say, hey, dad, we noticed this or whatever, like, will you? Yeah, I mean, I- Or do you still I, come at it of like, well, you guys need a little bit, a few more years to really- have some perspective before I can. Well, take I that do. I do think that um, there has to be a period of time, maybe two years, where you just do a crazy amount of sets, yeah, just to beat the fear out of you. Mm -hmm. You know, and when I was just Mark Maron's podcast, he yeah. said even the '90s, and he was very successful by most metrics. He just saw the look in his eyes, and he goes, "I have to get rid of that in order to go to the next level." Wow, and that that you just have to do a lot of sets. Mm -hmm. The other thing is just just clarity, you know. 
If you look at Seinfeld, Clarity, look at Chris Rock, Chappelle, whatever premise they're working, you're not like, what, what? You know, it's just like yeah. crazy clarity. They're focused and you know, yeah, you know. Yeah, doing. and also just sucking out words. You know, these are basics for the premise, mm -hmm. you know, and also if you're doing a bit where you have a premise, you're supporting the premise, and then suddenly the the jokes take a little left turn, just do a little little bit of another premise, go. And sometimes they say crazy things, just a little thing to guide the audience. Because a lot of times, all things being equal with a good audience, they'll shut down if they just don't get it. Right. So you just want to have that that clarity, unless you're, you know, trying to go out there in some acidity <laughs> or offend them, you know, anti-comedy type uh, stuff, which is fine. This right. this is the kind of stuff, and I and I don't know if you remember this moment or not, but like I remember I was in the same room as you, Robin Williams, and Mort Saul. Yes. At, oh, I do remember at the Throckmorton Theater. Yeah. And I was there with my opening act, yeah. uh, Jeff Keith. And you, Robin, and Mort Saul are talking comedy. And I just remember grabbing Jeff Keith and going, don't say anything. Because <laughs> it was just such a That's surreal, funny. cool moment to have all to have all you guys talking. And all, also great because here are three legends and you were talking about the same insecurities that that I was having, that Jeff was having, that that you have like throughout your entire career. Well, we don't have the luxury, you know, when you see uh, famous rock and roll bands do mm -hmm. their set list from the 60s or 70s, and they have to. Yeah. But it's like, oh man, really? Wow. That <laughs> I mean, we we you have to have a new special. Yep. I mean, I you have to generate new stuff. Even you know, it's just uh, mm -hmm. it's exhausting. But yeah. uh, I was always extremely intimidated by Robin Williams and also oh. Mort Saul's intellect. You know, yeah, who wouldn't be? Yeah, but I remember I remember you were going up that night. I didn't know yeah. you that well, and it's like it was pretty packed. Yeah, and you were in the wings about to go up, and you start shadow boxing, and I go, "Are, are you nervous?" And he goes, "No, I love this. I love this." And then you went out and destroyed. I, do you always do that in the wings, like just a couple? Some, of that night I had to because of the lineup, the absolute insane lineup. Yeah, that, that is that a, was you there. Did how, go out and how, kill. How many years yeah. in the stand-up were you? Jeez, at that point, um, probably five, like, or six yeah, years ago. five or six. Five Man, or six that's years in. just enough to feel like you can do it, but just enough to then take in what's about to happen and go, can I do it? Yeah. Right? Where the right. confidence is like not yeah. totally at that point to where you just, but then you, but yeah. Then yeah, like doing, but you but, also are like, what am I going to do? Not go out there. So I'm yeah, going to have to. You can't, you can't not take that shot. Yeah. You have, you have to know, like it, it always, it always fascinates me when you see like at the comedy store or the improv or whatever, someone will pop in. And go mm -hmm. on stage and just destroy. Then, then you'll see the comics in the back, like, "Oh, I'm not going on now." I'm like, "Come on, yeah. come this on!" This is when you want to go. On. You have to yeah. go on now. Yeah. Don't you want to be the, the the person that goes on after Dana Carvey just destroyed the room, and then you kill after that? That's gonna be me tonight. I mean, I'm going on at the end. It's after Jackie Fabulous. Well, then, I'm trying uh, to get Dana, back to the Warriors. Game. Then, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so you're going that, on first. Yeah. That's why. I mean, one of the coolest things I ever heard about me wanting to get back and watch the Warriors tonight. <laughs> Is in Wayne's World Two. We were trying to get Ed McMahon for your younger viewers. He was a famous sidekick. New Ed. Yeah. So the idea was Ed was going to do a cameo in Wayne's World Two, person, yeah. and the mm -hmm. word came in. He was on his boat, and he was having a really good time. So he may not do it mm -hmm. if it keeps this. It's it's that nice on the boat. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's a guy who's out the other side of show business. Yes. Yeah. He's in this other realm. He's just chilling on a boat. He goes, eh, maybe I'll do it. And he would take twenties, put five twenties in an envelope. One hundred dollar bills, and just he'd pack his jacket with envelopes, and they went to hotels or restaurants. How are you? All right, what's going on? 
And he, he eventually had a more he had, he lost his house. I know. <laughs> Didn't he go bankrupt right yeah. to yeah. I remember Jay Leno going, He's got a mortgage? He's eighty seven. You know when has a mortgage in eighty seven. I went I did a sketch with him at his house where this oh, wow. it, was, it was I'll show you the I'll say the sketch. It was amazing. It basically I had my buddies do these special effects. It was basically I was pitching him these ideas, these sketch ideas to, for him to do a sketch with me. And I'm pitching him all these ideas, like, nah, that's been done, it's been done. And I go, what about a sketch where a guy peels back a banana, but instead of, uh, of a banana, there's an apple. So it's a banapple. And he goes, nah, that's stupid. That'll never work. Cut to, I'm on YouTube and I see Ed McMahon's banapple and I click on it and it's Ed going, and he peels the banana and they superimpose an apple on the banana. And then he just goes, what the hell? And then it comes to me and I go, McMahon! <laughs> God, that's so funny. So stupid. That he just wanted to use it yeah. and manipulate yeah. you? Um, all right, I'm we're going to wrap this make, up. I'm just trying to make sure we're not too no, late we're good. for the show. We're about to wrap it up. But we want to close with... Um, Request, last singing, time, whatever. <clears throat> well, last time you are here, you, you prank called the Thai restaurant as Paul McCartney, which right. was amazing. But mm-hmm. we wanted to do a, uh, a, a fake movie trailer for, sure. um, for, a, uh, for the Trump P-tape. Okay. <laughs> so so I'm gonna do the, the movie voiceover and right. then it's gonna just and they're just gonna toss in like you know, like any trailer, like starring this person and this person and then right. you know how the trailer and then it can just be a quick line from the person who's in the film, but it's just you know, it's a trailer. Right, right, so, yeah. yeah, you'll just put it in. Yeah, All right, yeah. just cue me. So here's the uh... <laughs> This summer Find out what happens when the tape we've all been waiting for finally hits the internet. One man, two women, one Motel 6 in Russia. Come on, I'm down here, okay? You got gravity on your side. Do what you gotta do. Where do you want me to pee? You know what you do. If I tell you where, the fun's all gone, okay? You do your thing, you do it good. Many people are saying you're terrific, okay? So just be yourself. When everyone thought the tape couldn't exist, it did. You know, here I am, okay? It was a lot more than I thought, quite frankly, okay? I need a towel, a hand towel, moist if preferable, all right? Okay? Don't tell Melania. Don't tell anybody. You're terrific. You're tremendous. Many people, excuse me, very sad. I love you. Tony Danza is Melania. Hey, uh, I heard there's a P-tape, baby. Is that right? Uh, uh, no, there's not, uh, there's no such thing. I'm a germaphobe. That's crazy, okay? That's crazy stuff for crazy people. You're crazy. You said you love me. I don't love anything, okay? I love the way my hair lays on my skull, okay? That's what I love. Michael Caine is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Listen, there's no P-type. There's absolutely no P-tape. I know you guys say there's a P-tape. There's no P-tape. Who keeps saying there's a P-tape? I tell you, this is all fake news. <laughs> I like it. Paul McCartney is the is the hotel manager who found the P on the bed. Well, it was a bit of a mess up there, you know. I knocked on the door. There was nothing. You know, I got in with the maid's key, right? And it's just, you know, everything's all wet and soggy, sog, you know. And I said, we got to clean it up. We can't put someone in here with this sort of thing going on. Liam Neeson and Glenn Close as the couple who was supposed to stay in that room. Now, I have skills I've acquired in terms of cleaning up urine that make me a nightmare for a prostitute such as yourself. If you leave now, no harm will come to you. I'm not really angry, but I talk like this all the time. 
She's forgetting them all. And the church lady as the woman who tried to help Trump find himself after such a horrendous adventure. Oh, well, well. We've got picadillos, don't we? We've got little nasty habits, don't we? Well, next time we'll have an umbrella. Okay, Mr. Trump? You're right. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, Jesus. Too late. <laughs> this summer, the movie we've all been waiting for. Trump pee tape. <laughs> Be there. They said it couldn't happen until it did. <laughs> oh, Jeez, my God. That's like a... That I'm going to go see that movie. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.